Welcome to LabCast. This is a podcast brought to you by MedLab Congo. It's a podcast where we discuss every and anything medical laboratory science. Stay tuned bi-weekly on all podcast streaming platforms and do well to subscribe. Follow us on all social media pages at MedLab Congo. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another beautiful episode on LabCast, our dear listeners. In this episode, we will explore the essential strategies to excel during one-year internship mandatory program. Join us as we unravel the secrets to building strong workplace relationships, thriving under pressure, and maintaining a balanced life throughout your exciting journey in the world of medical laboratory science. We are honored to host accomplished, dedicated, and experienced guests who have successfully navigated their own journey from intense to seasoned professionals. They will bring a wealth of knowledge, insights, share their invaluable experiences, and tips for joining into the medical laboratory science world for new interns and a dash of inspiration in this episode. Join us in welcoming our guests who are members of MedLab Convo in person of Paul and Ernesto. You can say hello to our dear listeners. Uh, hello everybody. Um, it's lovely to be here. This is I'm always I'm always elated to be in company of MedLab Convo, and I'm sure we'll have a very robust conversation today. Thank you. Okay, Paul, you can say hello to our hello. dear listeners as well. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm so happy to be um, part of this episode, and I hope that everyone listening will benefit one or two things that will help you through your internship journey. Thank you. Hmm. So in this exciting episode, get ready for a captivating blend of learning and fun. Whether you are a boarding medical laboratory science intern or seasoned professional, there's something here for everyone. So sit back, relax, and prepare to embark on an educational and enjoyable ride through the world of medical laboratory science internships. My name is Jesu Tomisi, and together with me are my fantastic co-hosts, Favor and Samuel. Hi guys. Hello everyone. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Okay, so once again, Ernesto and Paul, you're welcome to Labcast. Um straight into it. So what does like um what does medical laboratory science? I'm sure some people, not everybody that listens listen to the episode or to LabCast is like a medical laboratory science person and the person might just be listening and won't tell like their friends so like we're going to start with this what does medical laboratory science internship entail like what do we do uh, during our internship year so like unless we can go first what's what do we do 
uh, okay. Um, so the MedLab Science um, Graduate Internship is a one-year program um, where MedLab Science graduates um, rotate through hospitals or labs, um, accredited clinics or accredited labs for 12 months where they are um, expected to have hands-on experience regarding the different aspects of med lab sciences and um it's it's the it's the it's the bridge between the academic world and the professional world right so it's the step out of the regular school learning paths into actually doing right and um so it's the it's a mandatory it's a mandatory phase for everybody before med lab science graduates before they can get their permanent licenses it's one of the prerequisites for that as well so that's the summary of the entire one-year graduate internship. Thank you. Oh, okay. That's great. Um, Paul, do you have anything about that? Okay, so the one-year mandatory internship program is um, usually organized, is usually um, done after graduation and is before service. So throughout the one year, interns are, are subjected to practical clinical experiences, rotations through lab, um, learning various tests under certified medical laboratory scientists. And they go through rotations um, of all the labs depending on the hospital. But for most labs, for most hospitals, um, they go through chemical pathology, hematology, um, histopathology and medical microbiology. So that's all I have to say. Okay, uh, nice one. So um, Ernesto, you made mention of something earlier that internship period is where the interns have like hands-on experience on some certain things. So, you know, the exact role and responsibility of an intern can vary by institution. Some new interns might be uncertain about what tasks they are expected to perform and what consideration um, it is for them that um, they do not go outside their scope of practice. So can you please shed more light on to this? Um, okay, so with, um, for a lot of people, um, your internship year, like, like I always tell people, the internship year is not the year when you're supposed to know everything or you're supposed to um, have started doing all of the things that you learned from school. Your internship year is basically the year when you actually get some form of hands-on experience, some extra hands-on experience to further, um, to further bolster your skills. And what do I mean by that? I mean that um, it is always it is mandatory that for every time you're rotating through a bench, maybe in Kempath or MedMicro or whatever bench you're going through, there has to be an older scientist who's like who's like a supervisor to whatever you're doing. So for your intern for your interns year, you're not supposed to um, be the ones carrying out the all of the tasks. You know, you could always carry out the tasks. But you always you have to do all of those things under supervision because that's why it's called an internship. It's called an internship because as much as you're doing, you're also learning. So I think the the hallmark for the interns here is that every intern is expected to do, but while doing, um, they have to be under supervision. It's the reason why if there's if there's a conflict, if there's if, if there's a conflict 
regarding any maybe patient tests or any procedure generally, um, the intern is not to be blamed, right? It's the supervisor on that bench that is to be blamed because you're supposed to look after this person who's doing this particular procedure. So yeah, the long and short of it is that your intern's year is the year that you do, but it's not the year where you're responsible for the things you do. Someone else is responsible. There's a higher power in play for that. Yeah, so I think that's like it's in a summary. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, Paul, can you please tell us like what are the things that are outside the scope of an intern? Is the intern supposed to be the one cleaning the lab, for instance? Like, what are the what are the things that are outside the scope of practice for an intern during the internship period? Okay, so during the internship period, the intern is under the supervision of um, certified medical laboratory scientists. So um, the main responsibility of the intern is to um, carry out tests, carry out laboratory tests under the supervision of um, a medical laboratory scientist. Yes, of course, the intern can be assigned other tasks that um, might not be laboratory tests directly. Like for instance, the intern can be assigned to phlebotomy bench. The intern can be assigned to um, workshop. Yes, the workshop room at times, but that is not the basic responsibility. But the basic responsibility is um, performing the laboratory test. And then also there's, there are other areas that are beyond the scope of an intern. There are certain advanced laboratory tests that in most hospitals, interns are not um, allowed to perform. They are not, they don't rotate to those benches. So there's a limit to, um, the activities or the tests that an intern can perform. All right, all right. So um, one thing that happens during internship is that um, some people are exposed to some cultures having lived a particular life in a certain place. Then they go to another town to do their internship. And it happens that the probably will not understand the lifestyle there. Oh, for example, I did my schooling in Sokoto and I did my internship in Niger State. So for someone like me who have lived in Sokoto all my life, speaks Hausa and going to a place where they speak Nupi and um, I can't even speak the language, you can't even um, communicate effectively. How can an intern move past culture shock? and language barrier in relating to colleagues and patients. Um, Ernesto, how do you see it? Uh, okay, um, so um, obviously um, there are challenges regarding cultural shocks, regarding language barriers when people move, when people relocate as well. Um, but I think that overcoming these cultural shocks are um, I mean, they, they are pretty much the same rules everywhere across the world. Um, and the first rule has to always be the rule of, um, of courtesy, of politeness. Um, for example, if you're speaking to patients who, who, cannot, who, cannot, um, who do not speak the language you speak or you're not fluent enough in their language, but the fact that you have a smile on your face, the fact that you're courteous enough to like, give them some directives, hand signals and all of that, I think it makes it makes them more receptive to whatever management procedures you're giving to them. And I think also too, I mean, it's also an excellent point. The point regarding traveling around, you know, for these internships, 
exposes us as professionals to um, some of these newer languages or newer cultures and all of that. But I think it's also very pertinent for the scientists in themselves to be open-minded towards learning and um, being open-minded towards learning those languages, learning those cultures and all of that. Um, personally, from my background, um, I'm not I'm not exactly used to, you know, bending down and all that. Okay, for example, now I lived, I'm Igbo, so we're not used to prostrating and all of that, greeting people. But then I moved and I schooled a lot in the West where you have to do all of those prostrating, bend your head and all of those things, you know. And then I went to a military facility for my internship. And the military facility, it's all yes, sir, yes, ma, or people below you call you sir, call you ma, and all of that. And, you know, and their mode of greeting and respect is, is a lot different. So I think one pertinent thing is for you to be open-minded enough to try and learn um, the, the cultures in the current setting that you are. And, you know, and also try and, like, and also try and express them, be expressive enough to, like, enjoy some of those things. And, you know, get involved in those things that happen. I think for a lot of people, um, when they move to like new areas, they just stick with maybe the hospital, hospital to my house, hospital to my house. I think when you're going for your internship, one thing is for you to also try and get involved in your current host community. When you're involved in things, maybe there's, there's something, there's something around, they go to this, they go to market on this particular day, it just really helps you understand them, integrate properly into the system. Yeah, that's it for me, thank you. Uh, all right, all right. So, Paul, what do you think concerning this? Okay, so personally, I believe the internship phase is not just um, a phase of growth, a phase of academic growth. No, it's not just restricted to academic growth. It's, it's a phase for both academic and and holistic growth in um, the life of an intern. So being exposed to other cultures is even... I see it as a great privilege because you will get to learn um, how to live with other people. And that is very important because I know no one would love to stay in a particular place or stay in his father's land forever. Definitely one thing or the other will take you out of your father's land. So internship is a, is a learning phase. It's a, it's a learning phase for, for, for everyone as in learning both academically and culturally. And as Ernesto said, you can't just restrict yourself to the lab setting and your home. Definitely you can engage yourself in other activities. You can you can even go out for sports, you can um you can partake in social activities and sometimes you can just you can just stroll around, meet new people and you have to show that kind of um, dedication to adapt to that culture because if you already have um, maybe hatred or, or or disdain for that particular culture there's no way you'll be able to assimilate um, anything about that culture and then concerning language barrier i think for most places patients understand when you can't speak the prevalent language in that particular place so in most cases, there are other staffs around to help, and it's never it's never a bad thing. It's never bad to request for help when you're finding it difficult to communicate with a particular patient. You can request for help, and and definitely everything will be fine. So that's all I have to say on that. Thank you.
Yeah. Um. So we know that some people, not everybody, gets internship immediately after their induction. Yeah. And long delay of getting an inter an internship placement can lead to one being far away from studying, and thereby it will lead to like the students forgetting what he or she has been. So imagine someone graduates or gets inducted in 2021 and is now getting internship in 2023. Person has been away from studying. This person has been away for the lab for a long time and has not practiced or done anything. There's a great tendency for the person to have forgotten what he or she has learned. So it takes some several months. Now they now resumed their internship into their internship institution and everything is now looking like as if no, they are doing magic show on the bench. How do you, what tip will you give to this person? How, how for the person to navigate, to prevent low self-esteem or being a negative representation of themselves or their alma mater what's what will you tell the person to do you know that it's been a long time since they've been away Ernesto. uh okay um i think this is a very very um important question that we need to talk about and um i, I feel like i might take a lot answering this question because i need to build it up properly so first um, a lot of scientists that I know, um, or at least graduate med lab scientists, um, they have to, they spend a lot of time trying to like secure internships. And many times a lot of people forget the clinical practice or even um, even the, the the general process of med lab science as a whole, right? Um, so I would like to answer this question in two ways. I would first want to first discuss um, certain tips, you know, that would help people secure internships faster. Then I'd also want to discuss. Um, I'd also want to discuss how to handle when there are delays. I hope that's fine. So first off, regarding um, the best um, tips regarding like securing these internship placements, I think one thing that a lot of people oftentimes just gloss over is the fact that you need to first gather your documentation properly. Um, so if you're looking to like get internships, that shouldn't be the time when you're like, ah, this place they they want me to write a CV. Let me go and craft up my CV. You need to actually be proactive enough to gather your documents properly. Gather your CV, your license, your certificate, your passport. These are like very pertinent documents for most, if not all, all, all centers who um, are hiring main lab science interns. So it's always interesting or very important for people to actually have their documents in place. And I think number two would be um, that it's always necessary or at least important that scientists or graduate scientists, you know, they, they first determine where they want to work and i think this is something that a lot of us don't a lot of men lab scientists don't really realize that okay fine i know that there's such a struggle to get somewhere the struggle to get somewhere but oftentimes it's always easier if you say oh i want to work at this facility because they have this 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 or okay no they have histopath they have histopath and i want to do something in cytology so i really want this facility because they have this thing so you need to actually understand that oh okay there has to be a reason why you're going to this facility i want to train here because um they have they have a molecular lab that i want to go into molecular biology so you're able to like get proper hands-on setting machines and all of that so yeah the next thing after gathering documents is for you to like determine where you want to go right and seeing how well it aligns with your career plans once that is in tandem then it's also and also i think another thing that always usually 
um, avoids delay or reduces delay for these things is when you apply to as many institutions as possible. Now, there's there's a lot of people who are trying to get into internship with limited slots. This means that there are limited slots, right? So what you want to do is that you want to apply to as many places as possible um, so that your I mean, if you if, if if you do that, it increases your, your your chances of luck. So you want to apply to as many places as possible. So increase your likelihood of getting a slot. And then also, um, I think the last point would just be let me just round this up. Will be join relevant groups or forums, right? You have friends who are also seeking internship slots. So you want to like speak to them. How far? What's up? What's the update on this place? Have you applied here? Where do you want to apply to next? So you're like abreast of things. You are abreast of openings. I because I remember sometime um a couple of years ago when I was trying to like get internship too, I was trying to apply to this particular facility and I didn't realize that they were currently open. I just asked somebody casually and the person just told me that, oh no, they don't apply at this time of the year, they only take the interns in December. And I just like overlooked it. And apparently that time when I was asking, they were actually taking interns. If only I had like done my due diligence, you know, probably joined a group. Or join places like that i would have known that okay and um, this place is actually hiring people and i could have just started out there so it's always important that you join groups or forums that discuss um these things regarding internships as a whole now um how do you how do you handle how do you handle delays and i think that for a lot of people too this is a very very pertinent challenge because even personally i, I also had delays in like securing internship placement so how do you handle delays i think the first thing is that you need you you need to first is you, you need to realize that you would get it right you need to just be calm and confident i feel like it it influences a lot of your decisions when you're calm and confident about okay i would get this thing it may just it, it may not be today it may not be tomorrow but i would get it so you're calmer about certain decisions you don't make rash decisions you're also calmer during like your interview sessions you know i think it really helps you so if you're having like a delay, just be calm about you getting it, right? And then I think number two thing is that always have like very strong support systems in place. Sometimes it gets it gets straining. These things are emotionally demanding when you see your classmates, your colleagues already forging ahead, already three months, four months, five months into internship, and you're still here waiting for um, a shortlist, right? So I always like advise people to actually always have like very strong support systems where you tell your guys that oh, 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 this thing is not working out or that's not working out and they can easily advise you and tell you that don't worry don't worry, don't worry. so it, it will be all right it will be all right and then you know they would help you um they would help you beef up your own your own even your sense of self-worth it just really makes the entire width it also makes the entire width um width period worth it and then um so regarding waiting as well and yeah i think those are like two things that drop off my mind if there's any other thing Maybe I'll just chime in when Paul is talking, right? I don't know if Paul wants to add like a thing or two regarding regarding waiting for that. Okay, so I I have a few things that I would love to add. Not regarding waiting, I have to say regarding waiting, waiting boy. Um, literally covered everything. So um, interns that that has just gotten internship and and it seems like their head is blank, as in they can't just remember anything. Um, the tips that I will give them first is confidence. Um, you have to have that confidence in your abilities that, yes, I might not know this thing now, but I can learn it and I can do it. 
And for most for most hospitals, when interns resume, they don't just load you with work. So they give you a learning phase. Whatever bench you're on, you the they first perform the test and you observe. So it's not you must not be an expert. And it's very important to kind of um, allow room for mistakes. Yeah, no one is perfect. You can you can make mistakes, but the key points there is whenever you're confused, whenever um you don't know what to do, it's better to ask for help. Don't just go ahead and make rash mistakes. You have to ask for help because you know that your 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 ability, your knowledge is limited. So um confidence, um asking for help, that's that's basically humility. And then totally you have to um be able to to put in the efforts and 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 the hard work to learn whatever it is that that you don't know like you can you can pick up your textbooks yeah like monitor can help a lot and then you can go through basically you can go through all the basic laboratory tests and you learn their principles you learn their procedures it will just make everything easier so you have to put in the effort you have to you have to read just to um cover up for the lost time then the last thing that I would love to add, um, for those that have not yet gotten internship, and and they have they have waited for a very long period of time, maybe one year, getting to two years. Within um this time, this 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 period, this waiting period, you can you can volunteer in laboratories. Not necessarily they don't have to pay you, but you can just volunteer. Maybe go two times a week or three times a week just to acquaint yourself with um the basic laboratory test and to keep your hands busy. And beyond that also, you can, from time to time, not necessarily every time, from time to time, you can, you can just open your, open your books and, and just go through, just go through something. Might just be once a week, but it will help to keep your mind fresh and sharp. So that whenever um, you get this, you get internship, you can, you can easily adapt. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to add something to what Paul was saying. I just remembered. Um, so I also wanted to say that for people who have delays regarding internships, it would be it would be nice if you're able to like skill up. Um, when I say skill up, I mean that a lot of people have different inclinations. Some people want to do tech. Some people want to do this. Want to do that. Um, you want to learn. You want to you're interested in molecular biology. It's alright if you go to a lab and say, oh, I'm trying to like um. I'm, I'm awaiting internship but while i'm awaiting that i could always work here with you people or if you try to like learn a tech skill you could always get that done and um and then finally for people who have actually resumed maybe there was like a whole delay and eventually they're resuming and then they feel like um they feel like an imposter on the job you know and if i'm being honest there's there's a tendency for lab work to be very robotic right you know what to do when you have a full block count um, sample you know what to do when it's pcb put it here, put it here, cover it here, drop it here, spin it here, read here, and just go. So there's like a tendency for you to actually just, just do these things mechanically. It's just robotic on your end. But as a med lab scientist, it's pertinent that aside just doing these things, you need to know why this is this. You need to know why this PCV is high. You need to know why this is so. It's always important that you read as you go, you study on the side as you're doing it, because it just really helps your entire it helps form the entire body of knowledge in your mind properly. Yeah, thank you very much. How fantastic.
the way you guys are just mentioning these things reminds me of so many so many <laughs> things in the period of 2021-2022 can you imagine like i waited at home for like seven months it was it was crazy seriously and you know waiting is not easy no matter how little once you're anticipating that oh you've like calculated already by this time yeah, yeah. my placements doing this and that and voila <laughs> it's like exactly going on <laughs> when am i going to resume and you, you know what it's draining in the sense that you see your mates it's not like you're you're in competition with anybody but it's just it's just human feeling. Is it your mates? Ah, this one don't get intention for that place. That one, that one, that one. And you're like, when is it going to be my time? So many crying, so many sad moments, almost getting depressed. But you know what I did during that that time was that I I I went to uh, a private lab and submitted my CV and everything. I said, this is all I have. The license I have is provisional. It's not real license. But can you please permit me? to just learn i might not be coming every day and you know what the reason along and they're like you know what we don't do this often we don't do this often but because of the way you presented yourself we are definitely going to allow you and i stayed there and i stayed there for so some time and i i you know i did a lot of things like that work with everybody and everything like that that one has already prepared me for the workplace for the work coming mm. because that was that, that was going to be my first um what's it called first um um physical workplace experience so in short that's already prepared my mind then of course online i use that period to build my cv all the things i have piled up after school i would do this and that i'll volunteer in this i would engage in this that and that i make sure that i was picking them one by one with my notepad and ticking them so as time was passing by as i was traveling up and down to get placement at the same time i am impacting myself like i was maximizing my waiting period so upon resumption to internship it was just like a walkover like uh, it was like ah, so you know how to do this so you know how to do this you know it's it's it gives credit to your name and even to your exactly. school <laughs> as the <Exactly>. case may be <laughs> so it's not like i already know everything 100 percent but then i don't have this struggle to try and learn this try and learn that and yes if i have any problem with anything i can quickly call on my superiors that ma i have not yet gotten this procedure yet and all that stuff and they'll be like you know what you re- you need to read more on your bench and i'll be like yes yes and from there from bench to bench as i rotate i make sure i master the principle of practical the principle of everything i do i make sure i know it so it's not just about practicalizing doing doing you have to know it has to be in your head it has to be in your hand so you have to like mm-hmm. upskill you from bench work to whatever interest you have personally favor i think you can relate to this as well because you volunteer while you waiting during your yeah. uh post induction period Yes, I remember that time when I was waiting, like after induction, I'll go to also that's or lab DC or no boundary university teaching hospital. I'll go there, I'll work, 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 work. Uh, even though they still didn't pick me, but then like I didn't just like waste away, I didn't waste time, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, all right. I feel let me add my own to back then when I when I got through internship, um my first posting was microbiology. And the first thing they asked us to do was to watch. And I was like, watch, why should you watch? Like the disease was there. 
and so they now gave us um plates to streak and um, for the first time i got to understand that i did not know how to streak yes so i had to start learning and it's okay if you can't remember some of the things you did in school but if you are willing to learn if you are willing to put consistency into it then the sky will be your starting point that's that about that and just be open-minded then build relationships too Beauty. If you've not gotten intention, one of the things that can help you is to build good relationships, especially while while volunteering, because those people would really stand as ladder for you to get your internship placement. Moving on, internship is a temporary one year training, and um, for some of us, you'd not know when the one year will just fade away. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's correct. <laughs> And and truly, um, it's really a time where um, you sit down to think. You think a lot about your life. You think about what you really want to do. Is is the life? Is the life of the lab? Like my teacher will say, um, the medical laboratory scientist would die in the lab. <laughs> but um, is it is it a time where we would make some important decisions about life? And uh, what decisions can be made during the time of internship, especially um, looking at the um, work-life balance during internship. Depending on where you did your internship, I'm very sure that the work-life balance could be good and at some point could be very poor. So how do we make um, important decisions and how do we live by them, by the decisions we made during the internship? I think this time I'm going to start with Paul. Okay, so um, for for most people, they have kind of um, been under the protection of their parents, like both financially and of course in almost every aspect. Yeah, during their school days, that's for most people, not for everyone. So internship is kind of a phase where you experience the real adult life like you're now on your own not just um physically but financially also and then beyond being on your own as in you're through with school and your future is looking at you as in is ahead of you like this and definitely um there are there are plans to be made there are courses to be chartered there are in fact there are parts and there are things to do many things to do and um, for some, for some, internship is just um, a phase where they kind of solidify plans that they already have and, and probably make new plans. While for others, and I believe for most, internship is, is a time of, of setting um, new, new plans and then um, carving out new paths. So combining this with, with the stress of internship, internship can be stressful. I know depending on the hospital, but I still believe for most hospitals, internship can be stressful. So combining um, um setting out in a path or a course in life and, and having ideas for your life with the stress of internship can be very demanding. So for for most people, I'll, the advice that I can give is is to just um draft out your life's plan and your life's goal during internship. After service, what next? What do you plan to do in the next five years? What do you... so all those 
all those plans, it's very wise to set them up during internship because during internship, you get to experience the realities of life. Because as my friend, you see, life is a spoon and life can be a spoon, seriously. So you have to, you have to, you have to plan ahead for life during internship because after internship, the life after internship is, from that after internship, there is, there is really a different life. And I'm a testament to that. There's a different life after internship. So it's very wise to plan beyond um, just financially. You have to um, set goals. Um, you have to set academic goals. You have to set financial goals. You have to set goals for every aspect of your life. And um, lastly, I will, I would love to add that to mitigate the, the stress of, 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 um, of internship, and combining it with, with, with doing other things. And yeah, a, a lot of people love to um, volunteer, love to do this, even with the internship. So the last thing that I would, that I would love to add is, okay, it is, it is better for you to draft out what you would love to do during internship, conserve your energy. That's my advice, because I know it's not everyone that loves conserve, conserve energy, but conserve energy, take care of yourself. And it's like a phase where you, where you build up energy and, you are fully prepared so that after internship, you just attack life. Yeah, let me put it that way. You are fully ready to attack life. But if you exhaust yourself throughout um, internship, you're going for work, you're doing volunteering, you're doing this, you're doing that, or more, your battery will low. So the best thing is, is, is just to conserve energy, um, recharge, so that you can attack life after internship. So I, I hope I stayed on point. Thank you. All right. And so what do you think? What's your thought on this? Uh, okay, yes. Yeah, so uh, first off, every med lab science graduate, at least from Nigeria, at the point when you're finishing from the university, you're still a generalist, right? So it means that regardless of whatever specialty you did in your final year, you can always switch specialties. You can do med micro in school, and then eventually you end up as a chemical pathologist, right? so and then internship year is the is the year where you actually you know where you actually put your feet into the water and you try to test out and say do i really like this specialty or was it peer pressure you know and then so for me i think that one very important thing that internship year helps you do is that it helps you solidify what you really want to do um sometimes so, like a couple of people that i know maybe in school they did hematology they did micro and then they go to internship and they're like I really like chem parts. I really like chemistry. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy doing that. Now you're able to switch. So internship here really helps you um, test out different specialties and then it helps you pick out the one that you want to stick with. So, and once you have clarity for that, you can always forge ahead. Then also next up is that internship here gives you, it gives you, it gives you the ability to plan for graduate school, to plan for life after, life after, the internship year so i mean that aside the opportunity gives you you know a lot of international bodies they require you to get letters from where you worked internship place and all of that internship year just it, it gives you the opening it gives you the opportunities to for you to even further yourself further your licenses or even your academics as, as it were so it always gives you like that platform for you to propel yourself um, into the world really and you know and like I, I always say, or at least a mantra I live by is put your back in it, right? I enjoyed like just put your back in it, put it, 
put in the work as and when you put in the work, try to learn, try to learn. You'd always be able to, you know, volunteer when you can. And I think more importantly, regarding decision making, finally, it would be that um, internship year tests your ability to properly manage funds, which is such a very underrated part of internship year. Um, for like a lot of people, internship year is the year where they properly start earning six figures, at least six figures, you know, they start earning over 100,000 Naira. And it's it's one of the tests to how to how well you're able to handle money. It's one of the tests to how well you're able to um to to plan with that money and say, okay, no, I want to like save out of this to do this. You know, a lot of people go through internship and they're not able to even save like five naira or ten naira or twenty naira, you know, at the end of the internship. Now I'm not I'm not asking everybody to save money. I'm not asking everybody to save money um after internship, but I'm saying that. What I always tell my friends, or at least what I live by, and what I always tell my friends is that you don't just save to keep it in your bank. You have to save for something in view. So they have to, because typically when you save money, because something that I also noticed, when you just save money by keeping money in the bank, piling money in the bank, your salary, taking 50% off, you know, just keeping it. One day something will happen and then you go and touch the money. Maybe COVID will hit and you go and spend it or something, something, something will happen and you need it. So typically, what I always say is that always save for something in view. Okay, so, okay, now you say, oh, I want to get a laptop so that I can always do this, do this. I want to take courses. I need a laptop. So you save and say, okay, after three months, I can now have enough to buy a laptop for myself. And say, okay, save for, I want to pay for this and pay for that. So it's always a very important defining factor that you want to, you need to be able to make money-centric decisions during internship year. I think with that, you plus what, and Paul has said earlier, I think you have a very, a very good grasp of the internship here. Thank you. All right. Truly, internship can be handful, but with certain decisions, with certain mantras and certain mindsets, we should be able to, to make use or make most of it. So now, um, as a follow-up, we understand that from our undergraduate days, most of us have uh, procrastinated our personal and career growth. I will say that, okay, when I'm done with um, undergrad, I will go and do this. Right now, <laughs> we are finished on undergrad. We're in internship. And it's, 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 not, it's, not, um, it's not becoming what we want. And it's not being, it's not, we are not having the time we wished we would have as compared to our undergraduate days. Now we have work to do. We have um, um, tests to run. We have readings to do. We have um, seminars to to prepare and present. So, how do we maintain our sanity? How do we keep our head in the game with okay. all, uh, okay. with all this, especially okay. with the fact that some of us have procrastinated our personal goals still after school? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, regarding regarding keeping your head in 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 the game, I think one very important thing would be just to know when you need to know when um you need to know when it's getting too much for you right internship year is always a a very exhaustive year there's almost nobody who tells you about the internship year and tells you that oh it was, it was really nice it was really chilled most people tell you that it was exhausting i worked i worked i worked i worked in fact from personal experience i worked so much that i was on call and from call i ended up in a and e right and that's yeah and that's that's how that's how exhausting it was there was there was so much work i was not feeling fine i was i was literally living on drugs 
to get through each day and um i had to do so much before i eventually collapsed in the a and e and all that and it was a lot so in in all honesty internship year is really exhausting it's really exhausting so one thing that i always want people to do is you have to know when you know what i i don't want to, you need to know when you have to take a step back and say oh more this weekend nothing is taking me out of my house i want to sleep i don't want to read i don't want to see anybody i don't take any calls i just want to take a step back you know knowing when to take a step back is like it's really really important and also knowing when, when to take a step back it also involves having a social life now a lot of people like a lot of people go through internship here and they don't have one weekend maybe like maybe not the whole year maybe in six months in six months you don't have one weekend where you could say ah this particular weekend oh my guy just just went out to go and chill somewhere just went to go and chill hangouts laughed maybe even swam maybe swim somewhere in the pool have some time to yourself you know maybe have some drinks then go and relax just really not doing anything people don't people like go the entire one year and you're not able to see there was this particular weekend when it was like a getaway we always go and relax and go and chill i don't think that's nice enough i think you should be able to properly juggle your your work and as, as well as having a, an existent social life really it's always nice for you to to have fun you know take breaks in the middle of everything you see the, the, the work in your hospital or your lab will not finish it will not it will never finish but you you can run out of battery so you like, take, take the time back and you know get yourself some something nice go and buy ice cream take a walk go and see a movie sleep go and see your friends you know just do things differently from your regular routine. It really helps you. It really helps you stay recharged and you know and stay invigorated for the work. Thank you. All right. So seriously, in during my internship, we were three posted to microbiology lab, right? And we take up to eleven calls per month. And the scientists, sorry to say, our guys, we just they will not come, and we had to just live through that life and. Seriously, continuing from what you said, I almost landed in the hospital. But at some point, I had to say, mm -mm, I'm not doing it again. I had to go and rest. rest. So um, that will also help. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Okay, so I think um, this applies mostly to, to people that, that I would love to use the words. They always like to overdo. They, they're always too serious with life. Um, I don't believe life as a should be that serious with life actually. Um, internship alone, internship alone is is, is an adaptive phase because you have never worked um, from eight to four and then with calls, so you have not been exposed to that level of stress before. So the best thing to do is to take it easy. Yeah, it's just to take it easy. You can't you can't achieve everything in one year. Lots of people would love to. Um, Combined with internship, they would love to do lots of volunteering. They would love to do um, um, take courses. They would love to learn a skill. All that will just will just drain you of your of all your energy completely. Even if it won't drain you um, 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 physically, as in like mentally, you just be drained. So it's just to take it a step at a time. For the first two or three months of of internship, let's yeah, two or three months. You don't necessarily have to do extra things, anything extra. No, just focus on your work. Focus on on getting your work right, and then you build your 
um, should I say daily routine? Yeah, daily routine. You build a daily routine. You build a weekly routine. So when you understand yourself better, you'll be able to um, manage um, the stress that comes with internship. So you know when you have free time, you know um, um, what you can do with your free time. You know the amount of free time that you have available. You know how to um, allocate activities to that free time. So basically, out of out of work, definitely your free time rest has to be there. You just have to rest. Resting is 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 very important. Then um, a little bit of of flexing and enjoyment, because you can't just stress yourself all through. In fact, um, yes, there is this kind of push to save. Yes, you have to save, but you also have to enjoy yourself. You have to you have to spend that money on yourself. Sometimes, in fact, good food can can reduce stress in a way. But if you're always um, looking for the cheapest alternative or unhealthy foods, in fact, in some way, it will add to your stress. So relax flex, eat good food, and rest. You will still have a um, few hours, or let's say, yeah, few hours, if it's, if it's weekly, if it's daily, you still have a few hours to do some other things that you would love to do. So consistency is what matters. Probably you, you love to take courses online. Yeah, you can do that. It's all, it's all about planning. You can dedicate just 30 minutes, one hour to to whatsoever extra activity that you that you love to do in a day, or you can make it weekly. There's there's a quote that I that I heard somewhere it says, "Use that's for those that work during the weekday. Use the weekend um, to plan for the life that you would love to have." Yeah. So the weekend is very important. The weekend is um so many see so many people see the weekend as short, but the weekend is also um is also lengthy. And probably it's just poor management of time. Weekend is also lengthy. I know we have calls, yeah, weekend calls sometimes, but it's not always that we're on weekend calls. There are times that we're not on weekend calls. So you can use that weekend to um, plan for the life that you would love to have. Use it to relieve stress first. Then you can plan out other activities that you would love to have. Then lastly, um, during work hours, during work hours, there are times that that it's not always that you're on the bench working, except if it's blood bank. There are times that, that you're free. So during that free time, you can, you can choose to rest. Of course, you can choose to rest. And you can also choose to um, do something productive if you have the energy. This thing is all right. Yeah, you have to bond with your fellow intense and the likes, but there's a limit to that. There's a limit to that. So during your free time, um, during working hours, you can also um, engage in other things, you can also rest. Thank you very much. Okay, um, you guys have been talking about how that we should have like a work social life balance and then, you know that there are sometimes that during the week you're very stressed because like you know how scientists now, they have interns doing their job and they just want to like pack all the pack all the job on the intern, especially if they see that you are efficient on that bench. And like, oh, for example, like me, I'm there, yeah, come on and do this thing. Come on and do this. Come on, after I do this, they might even tell so you to take someone through on his own bench. Then after that, you've gone on, let's say you're now doing all those. Eh? Then, for example, I was in charge of store at some point. They're not telling you, yeah, go and bring some things from the store and everything. You know, after all this like work, 
you just want to sleep. So there's no time for like social life. There's no you just want to get to your house and sleep. Let's say that you're not on call the next day or something, or you're on call on weekend. There's no time to actually do your laundry. There's no time to because every you just want to be sleeping every time. Like, how do you think someone can balance that? Because it can be crazy at times. You're just every time you get to you just want to sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. Like, how do you think someone can balance that? Like, it's crazy. Like, it could be crazy. So regarding balancing that. I honestly think, or at least I like to think, that there's no facility in Nigeria that makes interns work every weekend. Yeah, you may have two weekend calls in a month, you may have three weekend calls in a month. I don't think there will be any facility that makes you come every weekend. So even if you have like two weekend calls in a month, right, you, that means you also have like two free weekends. One of them, just choose one and say, this weekend though, it's for sleeping beginning to the end. While this one, no, I will sleep small and I'll go out small, right? You just, I like, I'm not implying that you need to like go out frequently or go out a lot because personally, I don't exactly like going out and all that social gatherings. But it's always nice if you are able to not just stay back in your house to sleep and um, dissociate from the world. It's also important that you're also, you know, you're also forming like some so- social bonds with people, particularly even for people who maybe their internship is in a new environment, maybe a new region of the country that they're not so familiar with languages. Once you like have like friends in the area, locals and all that, you're able to like learn the language properly. These are like very important things. Balancing it is not a textbook. There's, there's never really a textbook definition for how to balance your work on social life, but it's always important that you be intentional about it. Intentionality is like what's the biggest key for that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I have just um a few things to add to what Ernesto said. Um I'll address two points. The first being um um workload by scientists because because you're so good at many things. I think there's there's always an option of of saying no. I don't know um 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 the facility that you I'm doing your internship, but there is always an option to say no. Like for instance, I had some situations, me and one of my friends, where we were asked to, to to do this and to do that, cover for this, cover for that. And it was getting too much. And my friend said, he said, no, he's not doing. And yeah, the scientist was shocked, but she knew that she was making a valid point. Because you can't cover for everybody. As in, you can't do everything. So there's a point where it's not like you say it rudely, but there's a point where you can you can humbly and politely um um tell whoever it is that is that is that is giving you so much workload. No, yes, because I believe personally, even during the working hours, you can still find time to rest. You can still find time to relax. Yeah, I mean, this, this is not an advice, but it's just an experience I had personally during during internship. There were times that almost stress, the stress was just too much. Just quietly step into the call room, and that's what I did. I just lie down there and slept. Yeah, on some days I did that. I also told my friend, my friend, anytime there's anything um, urgent or anything happening, she just call me. I'm the call room. So there's so there's an option of of resting during working hours. I don't know if it's allowed everywhere. Then on your second point, balancing the work and, and social life, there's no, 
there's no definite rule for that. There's no definite rule for that. But I believe the social life that we are talking about here is not like okay, um, you have to you have to plan it, you have to organize this. No, it's just simple things. Sometimes it can just be um um strolling in your neighborhood. Sometimes it can just be okay. Uh, maybe the shop that you that you buy things. Maybe you just go there, um, sit down and and just with people around. Sometimes it can just be sports. Like personally for me, almost every day I go for football training, and as in that's another way of socializing. So it's not there's no definite there's no definite rule that okay it must be this it must be that. There are different ways that we can socialize. There's no hard and fast rule. You can make your own rule, and you can draft out your own activities for um, socializing. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Like seriously, you guys have mentioned a lot of tips right there. Okay, so what I can just infer from everything is that there's an healthy mind that can work effectively and be productive. So yeah, and there are some things that are out of control for an intern, and respectfully, you you just have to do it because they're out of your control. For instance, if they give you twelve calls. Once you do it, you have to just do it. But then when they are bringing more workload for you, like, I mean, to do my call, I mean, to do my this and that, you just have to respectfully say, Ma, sir, I need to rest. So, yeah, thank you so much for that um, beautiful tips right there. So now... Yeah, guys, I know we've been enjoying this episode. Like, you're enjoying the tea, right? But, yeah, we'd like to take a quick break right now. and. You can send us messages, send us comments, more advice if you are a senior personnel at medlabconvolabcast at gmail.com. We'd like to get feedback from you all. And there is more tea in part two. So after now, please rush to part two and listen, listen to it because the tea is a lot. Bye, guys. <laughs>